Welcome back to another episode of Marketing, Management, and Money. I am your host, Ryan Murray. And I'm your host, Ryan Owens. And we have a guest with us, Anthony Genzel, who we are super excited to have on this show. So Anthony actually is a marketing expert. And one of the things, I mean, our show is Marketing, Management, and Money. So obviously, we love to dive into the marketing side of things. But uh, the reason why I'm really excited to bring Anthony on the show is that he really brings a lot to the table in the form of digital marketing. And so that's something that uh, that I think our listeners are always interested in. Uh, it's obviously a hot topic. It's been a hot topic for several years now. There's a lot to it. So we're going we're gonna to jump in. But before we jump into that, Anthony, will you kind of just... Uh, Give a little bit of your background. I know that you've, uh, you know, you've been doing marketing for several years now. Uh, you're with the uh, Granite Creative Group as the uh, director of their marketing, uh, but you've also, I mean, you, you've taught at West Virginia University. Uh, you know, you've been in a lot of different uh, aspects with uh, with marketing and digital marketing. So, uh, give our listeners a, a little bit of a background of where you come from. Yeah, sure. So I've, I've been in the marketing space for, you know, marketing and, and multimedia, I like to say, space for uh, about 15 years now. I, I started in the film and video production industry, um, did, did a lot of contract work with ESPN. I worked with Nickelodeon. I, I've been slimed, which is pretty cool. Not too many people get to say that. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Legit. Yeah. Wow. I just became but, 10 years old again. I'm jealous. I know. Dang. Yep. Yeah. No, it was fun. It's uh, it's made of um, apple applesauce and pudding and some other stuff. It's actually edible, believe it or not. But uh, I still wouldn't eat it. But um. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that that neon dye that they use. I I don't know how edible that portion is. I'm guessing they yeah, I, I never that. attempted to eat it. I was told it was edible. Whether that's true or not, I didn't. I didn't test the theory. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, so then I, then I, um, kind of shifted my focus. I fell into a marketing role. Um, and this was kind of at the time when digital was just kind of becoming a thing. You know, we had a, an e-commerce website. This is a fabric company I was working with that was trying to go online and sell their products online. So, um, did a lot of product description updates, things like that. And I really kind of got a passion for it. Um, you know, uh, ended up, um, a few years later, leading the marketing for Inveritas Group, which is a, a global content marketing agency in uh, South Carolina. Um, from there, I, I've worked in higher ed. I, I've ran my own consulting business for a while. It's where if you see my website, it's anthonygenzel.com. Um, that's that's uh, originally um, was created about five five years ago, I think. Um, I've been doing consult. I had been doing consulting for about 10 years with a different site, but that site was actually my business's second website and then sure. I turned it into a blog okay. um, at one point. So so then, you know, the, and right now um, where I'm at is I, I lead uh, the marketing for Granite Creative Group um, and that is a full service marketing agency in, and we're located in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, but we have clients all over the country. Um, anything from website design to content marketing to SEO, anything in between there. Um, I also uh, uh, largely lead the, the marketing for a software as a service company called SD Healthcare um, that sells uh, software products to healthcare um, organizations. So I kind of have a, a two, several hats that I that I wear, and then within the agency, as you know, if you're familiar with the agency environment, um, which you are, um, it, I wear you know any number of hats <laughs> in any given week. So um, so that's where where I'm where I'm at right now. 
Um, you know, you can find me on, on Twitter at Anthony Genzel, um, on at LinkedIn under my name, Facebook. I have a page for my website at Anthony, it's Anthony Genzel marketing blog. I believe I'm on your traditional channels, Instagram and Pinterest. Um, my website is just simply Anthony Genzel.com. Uh, you can also go to Granite Creative Group's website. It's granitecreativegroup.com. Um, didn't get creative with the, the title of that, but uh, <laughs> we, did, we did get creative with other things. Um, and then you can just email me um, if, you need, if you need to get in touch, arg at granitecreativegroup.com or anthonygenzel at gmail.com. So uh, that's sort of me and me in a nutshell. I've done a lot of different things in the marketing space. I work with a lot of startups and small to mid-sized, mid-sized businesses. It's kind of my, my niche. Um, and, uh, and, and, and like you said, I've been across a lot of industries and, uh, and had a lot of variety in my, in my career, which has been a lot of fun, made it interesting. Absolutely. And, and, and so we, we're really excited that you bring so much depth to the table and we're going to jump into that level of depth and really kind of see where we can go with this. But before we do that, I do just want to clarify, uh, I mean, you gave a, a whole bunch of uh, ways to contact you. And so uh, if anyone wants to, if they want to, you know, have a deeper conversation, take it beyond the podcast, you don't have any problem them reaching out to you, uh, learning more about their marketing, uh, connecting with you, That that's all great. Yeah, I'm all about building relationships and making connections. So feel free to reach out on any one of the 20 or so different channels I threw out there. <laughs> Sweet. So um, this is what I want to start with. And and that's interesting that you said, you know, the, the 20 or so. I get that you're kind of joking. But there, <laughs> there's this problem that I see a lot with small businesses, and that is they just immediately get overwhelmed with digital marketing. There's There's so many platforms. There's so much out there. Uh, you know, everyone knows that you need to be doing digital, but like, how, how do you do it without getting overwhelmed? How do you stay effective in digital marketing? Yeah. And yeah, you're right. It's, it's very easy to get overwhelmed, especially with a small business. You know, you typically don't have a team of, uh, you know, a team of digital marketing specialists or a team of social media strategists or something like that. So, you know, it may be just one person or it could be a handful of people or it could be you as the business owner doing this. So I think the first thing you have to, you have to really do is uh, really understand where your audience is and you need to focus your energy there. So rather than trying to be on every social media channel, um, you know, you really want to narrow down where your audience is. And I, I know, for example, uh, um, a uh, salon, a friend, friend of mine have, runs a salon here in, here in Lancaster and they do a really good, great job of keeping uh, in connection with their um, with their clientele and and really show, showcasing that relationship just by um, just really through their website and through Instagram. They don't really communicate in a lot of other ways, but they have huge engagement on on Instagram um, because they really know where their audience is, and and that's the most important thing. Narrow down to what you really what's really going to be the most effective, and channel your your efforts there because if you try to be everything to everybody, A, your audience isn't on every channel and, and B, you're going to burn yourself out. You're not going to be able to actually focus on growing your business because you're going to be too busy posting on 80 different social media channels. Oh, <laughs> amen. Amen. Well, and that, and that comes across in your messaging as well. If you are spread too thin in terms of trying to be everything to everyone, that, I mean, that becomes very clear in your messaging and your customer base will, will realize that and they will want to kind of shy away from that. It's not a good thing to try to branch out and touch everything all the time. Yeah. But, 100%. 
Okay, so you said you've got to understand your market. And, you know, we, we preach all the time understanding who your target market is, your loved group, that core customer base. But I, I want to hear, like, what do you do to try and get in? Because I see so many, uh, you know, entrepreneurs, they think they know their market, but some of them do, some of them don't. Some of them wish they knew their market better, but they don't have any idea what next steps to take. So what do you say to someone who's like, I, I agree with you, but I don't know who my market is. Yeah. I, I, I say you need to dig and do your research because, you know, I've seen companies that, you know, they, like you said, they think they know their market. Um, you know, I, I think too many companies assume that they understand their market and they don't really need to do the research. And I've seen product launches that just completely flop because, there was actually no need for it or no desire to use it or the product was just absolutely horrible or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Whereas if you had just done a little research, send out some surveys, look at your competition to see, um, you know, what are, what are they doing in the market? Who's following them? What type of audience do they have following them? You dig in and, and you really find out, it, you know, who, who, who they are. Um, you're going to be a lot more effective. So you, you really don't, it's very rare that you know what your target audience wants officially. Um, you know, even if you are a part of your target audience, there's, there's variations within your target audience even. So, Absolutely. um, so you really need to understand not only from, you know, the, the perspective of do they want your product and, you know, but also, you know, what are their social channels? What types of content do they want to see? Um, cause ultimately all these things are, are, you're going to be able to utilize to not only sell the product to the right people, but also build these lasting relationships. You know, once you get them as, as clients, you want to understand what kind of email marketing you're going to want to send to them, what kind of blog articles you're going to post on your site, what do they want to see to keep, keep in touch with you. Um, and, and that'll all in, inform that. If you don't have that information, um, guessing is, is not a good idea. And, uh, you know, lots of the people that think their intuition's good enough, it's, it's not. <laughs> I, oh yeah. I, I say intuition or indigestion, uh, you know, what yeah. one you're actually dealing with. Right. Well, and I love, you brought up product launches and then I, I love that you, you talked about, you know, after the product launch or as you're launching some of these marketing campaigns through social media or what have you, uh, essentially looking at the data that comes back from those and evaluating, did that hit with my market or did it not? Right. Mm -hmm. And yep. it's, and a few of those things that you rattled off were, they're not difficult things, right? It's just, oftentimes we are so excited as entrepreneurs about getting into this product and you have this great idea and you just want to get it out there that, it's these simple things that are like, ah, that's really not that important. I'll get to it later. But they really are mm -hmm. that important and diving into them deep and understanding those things. Like, I mean, if you already have sales in a product, uh, look at your top customers. It's something as simple as that. Yeah. Or if, if, you, if you don't have sales, we over here are a huge fan of the soft launch, right? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it saves face in a lot of aspects from, like you said, launching a product that may or may not hit. And if you launch that product and, you know, in, in a kind of a soft way, you, you can have the opportunity to get some feedback and maybe pivot a little bit, or you ha at least have the opportunity to evaluate that feedback and make some smart yeah. business decisions based on it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can learn a lot. And if you, if you launch full in and you um, don't have the right info and you flop, you can, you know, go out of business or at, at you know, at the least it, it can take you a huge, huge climb to, to recover from and lots of millions of dollars to, to climb out of the hole you dug yourself. So it's so, so, it's so important. 
I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask kind of a personal question here, and I'm putting you on the spot, so I apologize for doing that. But, no worries. Uh, you, you just mentioned you said you can go out of business. I mean, that's pretty dire. Have you seen that firsthand where a product launch, a poor product launch without the adequate market research, without understanding who that market is, have, have you seen that where it's, uh, you know, it's actually uh, put a business out of business? So I, I'm not going to, I won't name names, um, yeah, but I, you know, there was, there was a, <laughs> there was a uh, group that I was affiliated with in the past and, um, you know, it, it was sort of, uh, they, they were looking to launch a new product in, into the market. They didn't go out of business, so I'll preface it with that, but it was very close. Um, so they, they were, they were looking to launch a new product into the market. Um, they knew that the, the market needed this and, and I, my, my, you know, response was, how do you know that, you know, what, have, what, what feedback have you gotten from the market? And they really didn't have any. So it, you know, my, my warning was you need to, you need to take a step back. You can't launch this right now. You need to wait. Um, I love the, the concept of the soft launch, but they weren't willing to do that. Um, also weren't willing to wait, really excited about it, which I get went ahead and launched it and it just failed miserably. It, it was, um, yeah, I just think it was a, you know, $1.5 million or something like that. They'd invested in it. Um, they didn't recruit any of that and it took forever. Fortunately, um, they were kind of at the end, it was, you know, looking really bleak and they ended up, um, bringing another product into the mix that they had also been working on. And that one fortunately was, was a success. They ended up getting an investor, um, and things started to look up and, and turn around that company still in business, but they were, they were very, very close to not being in business because of, of that, um, that hole that they, they left themselves in. And they're also not as profitable right now as they could have been if they had, uh, if they had given some more thought to that product launch. And, and, and I appreciate you getting real for a second because I, that's so important. You know, I mean, $1.5 million is, uh, you know, that's a decent chunk of change that no one wants to lose. And so, <laughs> you know, if, if we're, out there telling these entrepreneurs like, Oh yeah, just, just, just go do it. You know, you can, you can make it happen dream big. And, and I'm like, no, 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 there, there's some realities here that, uh, that you need to keep in check. And so I, I appreciate you getting real with us. That, that was awesome. Yeah. It's, 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 um, you know, it happens more and more often than, than you think. I can't think of a, a, a none that I've worked with anyway. Um, but I can't, I know, I know, you know, off the top of my head, I can't think of any instances where, where product launches just press the company. I know there was a, um, was recently a social, I forget the name of it, but there was a social media company that was trying to launch and it was going to have videos of celebrities and things like that. Um, and it just didn't research its market and there was no real interest in it. It couldn't get investors and it just died recently. I, I, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but if you you Google something along those lines, it'll pop up. It just happened sure. within the last few months. Sure, that's perfect. So I was going to jump in with, um, I believe... I believe it was Jay-Z tried to launch a, a music platform where, oh man, I forget the, the specifics of it. He tried to put more of the, the money into the pockets of the, uh, the artists, right? And it was that same thing. Uh, he came up with this whole elaborate thing, put millions of dollars into it, had this big launch with these super uh, well-known artists and things like that. And when it came out, it totally flopped because his focus was not at all on what the customers wanted, what the listeners wanted, right? Yeah. It was totally mm -hmm. on the, put on the artists and, 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 you know, that's not necessarily a, a bad thing to, to go after. Right. But in that same, 
in that same kind of notion, you, you have to consider your, your base, right? And they weren't willing to pay a premium for all of these exclusive launches and things, uh, just to have, you know, a little bit better sound quality and music. (laughs) They, They wanted, you know, they're still looking for that free music streaming. They'll accept some ads. They'll, you know, even if they yeah. do want a premium service, they still, they don't necessarily for the most part, give a crap about extra high quality or music. Or whatever. <laughs> they just want to listen to it. Yep. So exactly. I, I looked it up really quickly in front of me. I think it's called title yeah, or it was yeah, called title, but yeah, uh, exactly. Unfortunately, yeah, no, I'll, I'll have to dig into that a little bit. I, I didn't, I missed that one, and and uh, you know, it was I must have missed it because you know of the of the failure. Missed it because there's nothing to catch. <laughs> yeah. So I I want to I want to pivot here for a second. Uh, you know, I mean, we've talked a lot about the importance of researching your your market, but uh, a question that I get asked a lot. And I really, I mean, I know how I respond to it, but where you are really in the trenches of digital marketing, I think that you could bring so much more depth to answering this question. And that is outsourcing. Should should I do my own social media? Should I bring it in-house? Should I go ahead and, you know, hop on Fiverr and find someone to take care of it for me? Or, you know, like what what are some best practices here for that entrepreneur who's like, man, I am just too busy to keep up on all this? <laughs> yeah, and that that's definitely, um, you know, I run with my you know, fortunately with Brandon Creative Group, I have, uh, you know, I have, I have resources, but with my own company, I have more limited resources and sometimes I run up against the wall. But, um, but as far as, um, you know, a small business, hiring an agency can be, or a freelancer can be, be a great way to, to, um, ramp up your marketing without, um, bringing in a team or investing, you know, you're going to have, you know, if you want to invest in a full marketing team, you're going to drop a hundred, couple hundred thousand dollars and, um, you know, you're going to have to pay right. benefits and things like that. You don't necessarily need that, um, for a small business. Um, you also likely will run into the, the issue where you're, if you were going to try to take on the marketing yourself, some other elements of your business have to suffer. So I think you have to look at your, your budget um, and determine where, where you want to take that because, you know, with an agency, you get a lot of expertise, you get more resources. Um, you can utilize them as much as or as little as you want, but their hourly rates are going to be a little more expensive. You're going to pay 150, 250, sometimes more than that an hour for an agency versus if you find a really good freelancer, um, or I don't personally use, use Fiverr. I have a network of uh, freelancers that we work with through Grand Creative. What's that? Go ahead. I, I, I have zero affiliation. So if you want to say, dude, I don't trust Fiverr. Here's a real, you know, here's a, here's a real option. I, I'm not at all offended. <laughs> I don't, I, I won't say I don't trust fiber. I've just never used it. So I can't, I can't say one way or another, whether it's good or bad, but I, you know, having built up a lot of net, network through working in the agency space, um, you know, and, and who knows, I, I may, I might be able to get an endorsement from fiber down the road. So I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to burn any bridges. So they're great. Best ever. Um, yeah. but, uh, but, and fiber call me if you want to give me an endorsement, but, um, <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, but, uh, but I think, I think it really depends on your, your, um, your organization. It, you, what you really want to do is make sure whatever you choose, um, if you go agency route or you go freelancer, you really need to make sure that they understand your niche. Um, you know, cause some agencies are kind of broad and can work across different markets. 
others are very niche. You know, they're they'll work in the healthcare space or they're working the finance space or the, you know, the, and, and especially if you have a really niche industry like that finance, for example, we, we work with some clients in that, that space and um, they have to deal with a lot of issues like compliance. So you really have to understand the different, um, the different issues that you run into with compliance, for example. Um, and if you're just a general agency that works in maybe, let's say you're in the, the retail space or something, you're not going to be able to transition and just be successful instantly in a space like that. So I think the keys are know your budget, know, know where, where you can spend the money, and then make sure that you get the right agency or right freelancer. You can get a really good freelancer for a great rate that can really help you um, launch your marketing to the next level. But also, like I said, if you have an agency, you really have a kind of a, it's almost like a mini marketing team at your, your disposal. Absolutely. And right. one of the things that I've seen with this is I, I, I see these businesses that they're afraid to spend a little bit of money. And I think mm-hmm. you brought up some great points that, uh, you know, it's, it's that old adage, you're going to get what you pay for. Uh, if you're going to, uh, and, and this is me speaking, you know, so if you want to chime in and, and kind of, you know, take your, your take on it, I, I would love that. But I feel like if you're not going to spend enough to make it worth it, don't spend enough to dabble in it. Like if you're only going to be a dabbler, then just keep it in house <laughs> and, and dabble on your own. But if you're actually going to do it, be prepared to hire professionals, be prepared to spend a little bit of money. And, you know, it doesn't have to be crazy expensive, um, but I, I've but, seen, but you also don't want to hire your, your uncle's son just because he, he has his own social media platform. Yeah. You don't know. hire a high schooler. Like, don't don't hire Billy. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. <laughs> you know, and, and, and so I've just seen that where it, it's like, have some realistic expectations. If you expect your digital marketing to bring in a hundred thousand of new revenue, don't think you're going to get that for, you know, a hundred bucks a month. Like that, mm-hmm. that's just completely unrealistic. Like yeah. if you're going to spend a hundred bucks a month, then be okay that you got $2,000 worth of new revenue for the year. You know, yep. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's that return on investment and it's not, it's not magic. It's just, you know, you, you gotta, you get what you put in, you, you know, you get out of it, what you put into it. You, you're a hundred percent right. I mean, you, if you're going to go in, go, go all in. If, you, if you're going to do it, um, you know, kind of on a shoestring budget, then you're probably better just, you know, and you know, once your work day is over, um, you know, the family's asleep, just grab an hour and jump on Hootsuite, schedule a few posts and move on because that's what you're going to get for, you know, a hundred dollars a month. If you, you know, if you, yeah, you don't have the money to hire, um, you know, a five person marketing team, um, look at, you know, what can I afford? If you're going to really get in, you need to have that number be in the thousands somewhere per month to, to really get any value out of it. You know, I know companies that on the lower end will spend a thousand dollars a month for maybe social media management or something. And if you get the right person, you know, you get a freelancer, you can probably do well with that. But if you want to go all in and have, you know, that, you know, digital advertising and have SEO and have content marketing and email marketing, you know, you're going to look at the 50 to you know, 50 to a hundred thousand or, right. you know, whatever the case right. may be per, per year to really get some value out of it. And you're going to get that value. That's the thing you need to be willing. Like you said, companies are afraid almost to invest, but it's that whole, you need to spend money to make money sometimes spend it wisely. But if you're not going to spend anything, you're not going to get anything. So you need to be able to put it in and realize that you'll get a return yeah. if you do. So I, I have a couple of follow-up questions and these could potentially, well, these are going <laughs> definitely going to take us in two very different directions. So 
I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll throw them out there and I'll let you kind of attack them as you will. Right. So one thing that, uh, I think our listeners are going to want to, to be able to understand is if they are going out and looking for an agency, what are some of the do's and don'ts, right? And, and I may, maybe focus more on the don'ts side of things because I think it's so easy to get sucked into a trap where you're not exactly familiar with the territory, right? If somebody's throwing out, oh, we do marketing automation and blah, blah, blah. And these are some of the terms that uh, an entrepreneur or a small business owner isn't quite familiar with, they'd be like, well, that sounds nice. So sure. Here's my money and on the back. end, it's like, oops, that was bad. Yeah. You know? Now and then the other side of that, well, I'll let you tackle that one first and then we'll jump into the, the other side of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of, um, a lot of marketing, uh, agencies and freelancers out there who are just kind of spitting out jargon and, and people buy into it and, and, uh, you know, they don't really do their research, but I think, um, some things you can do, you can make sure you're looking at reviews, um, ask for, ask the agency for references. So you can talk to some other clients. If they're afraid to give you references, then, um, that's kind of a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> They should have at least one happy client out there who's willing to vouch for them. Thanks, mom. Um, oh, yeah, man. yeah, 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 yeah. If, 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 if they if they call that person mom, then you then run away. <laughs> um, you know, one one thing. Um, you know, if you're looking at a marketing agency, look at their marketing. Um, you know, what are they doing? Do they have a nice website? Are they active on social media? Are they? Um, you know, what's the quality of their blog? Look at their blog. You know, a lot of times. Um, you know, if, if they don't have a blog, you know, that's, that's kind of a red flag. If they do have a blog, look at the, look at the blog. Is it, is it written well? Is it optimized for search? Is it, um, providing you with some insight into their thought leadership that can provide you because they're typically written by their team members that can typically provide you with some insight into the level of expertise within that agency. Um, but then also ask for, you know, case studies and ask for, you know, what they've done and, and ask them to lay out kind of the projects and their portfolio and things like that just make sure you're doing your research and, and digging in. And then lastly, going back to the niche thing, ask them if they've done work in your space. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that they have had to. A lot of agencies are really good at learning your business and working with you to understand your business and then jumping in. Um, but if you find a niche agency that really understands your industry up front, that's, that's always good too. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I love that you brought up, you know, you can look at their profiles and see what's going on. I've, I've seen that where uh, a video marketing agency, you could tell by their, their social media and their blog that there was a substantial turnover rate with their employees. And it was like, ah, I'm not going to touch that. You know I mean? so, yeah. Why do people hate it here so much? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So great advice. Thank you for that. So the last question that I'm going to ask and that we're going to kind of wrap up with here is um, say that this entrepreneur, small business owner does want to take on their own marketing, whether they don't want to pay to outsource it or they just feel more comfortable having it in-house, whatever the case may be. Again, small business owners don't have a lot of time. It's you're wearing a lot of hats, mm-hmm. running from this to that and the other. Uh, how do they make the most out of that? Do they want to look at some of these things? Like you brought up Hootsuite, uh, which kind of leads into the realm of marketing automation. Um, mm-hmm. are these things that these entrepreneurs should be afraid of. How do they approach that side of doing their own digital marketing? Yeah, you definitely want to get um, some tools in place. You know, there's a lot of social media management tools out there. 
Hoot Suite, obviously being one of them, and um, that can make your your life easy because you can you can schedule your social media posts ahead of time. You're not worrying about that every day. You know, you can set aside that time each week where you know on Monday at this hour. I'm going to go in and schedule our social media posts for, for the week. Now, now you want to still be on top of that and, and, and following your channels, making sure you're following up on comments and mentions, things like that throughout the week. But at least you have your general basis of, of base of posts scheduled. Um, there's some really great mar- marketing automation platforms out there that can help you with, um, you know, when people come and sign up for something on your website, you can have it set up so they get an automatic email and, um, you know, as they interact with your website, it can um, add to their lead score. And then when they hit a certain score, um, you can have another email automatically sent to them. That kind of stuff can really help because it's, you know, it's taken that need um, to sit down and focus on your email and send all these emails individually away from you. And it saves, saves you time there. Yeah. Um, so so those, are, those are some, some really good things, but also, you know, you'll, you'll want to do some of it yourself. So I think, you know, one of the things you'll want to do is find some high quality resources and always be reading up on the latest tactics and techniques, especially within your industry. Uh, Make sure you're staying on top of things. Make sure you focus on really developing your brand and your messaging and your voice um, ahead of time. So it seems consistent. Um, And and if you have things in place and you really understand it, it just kind of becomes second nature and you, you start rolling along and it just becomes part of your, your daily work and you start to enjoy it. One of the other things for my blog, for example, that's really helped it grow. I started a while back allowing guests to contribute to my site. I probably write two or three per month um, on my site, yet a blog still goes live every single day because I have people who contribute articles to my site. So as long as you're not allowing your competitors to post on your site, link back to theirs <laughs> so they can knock traffic away, yeah. there's no there's no reason not to let people uh, post on your site. So it's, um, you know, some really great ways that you can generate content. It'll take some time and some research and some elbow grease, if you will, at the beginning to get things rolling. But once it's rolling along, yeah. uh, and like I said, it becomes part of your daily process. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And man, I feel like I feel like we could talk about this forever. This is my space. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm with you. I'm yeah, with you. <laughs> it's great. But I love the fact that you brought up that it's it is a little bit of, you know, I think so many entrepreneurs and small business owners get nervous over these kinds of things and they shouldn't be. It does take a little yeah. bit of work, just like anything, just like starting a business. Right. But yep. like you said, once that's up and going, it's like clockwork. It can be and it can be super smooth and, and highly, highly impact the way that the way that you do business and the results you get from those efforts, right? Well, For I'm, sure. I'm going to have to cut you two oh, off fine. from uh, getting, you know, geeking <laughs> out on all of this stuff. Uh, we are going to wrap up the episode, but Anthony, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, wealth yeah. of knowledge. I know that I uh, I learned some things and I was refreshed on some things that I'm just like, oh yeah, I, I need to jump sure. in and start doing that a little bit better. For our listeners, one more time, if they want to reach yeah. out to you, what's going to be the best way to connect? Yeah, um, you know, visit granitecreativegroup.com or anthonygenzel.com, Genzel, um, G-A-E-N-Z-L-E, dot com. That's uh, the agency. And then my, my blog, um, email me at anthonygenzel at gmail or arg at granitecreativegroup.com. I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter, um, et cetera. Uh, Twitter, I'm on, on the most. So, you know, feel free to connect with me on any of those channels. And uh, 
I'm, I'm here to chat. I like, like, like I said, I, I love talking marketing, so uh, feel free to reach out. I'm, I'm here to talk about it. <laughs> wonderful. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you, Anthony. It seriously has hey, been a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Yeah, take it's, care. Yeah, same here. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's been great chatting with you. Okay. Great. And to all our listeners, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.